Here the old gods are dead. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is the Creepy Bee podcast. And today we're going to be talking about Boleskin House and Alsa Crowley. Yeah, so I'm just going to start off by talking about Boleskin House and... There are, I would just like to start off by saying we are not linguists. However, um, there have been many ways I have seen Boleskin pronounced. Um, some people say Boleskin, some people say Boleskin. But um, me and the Gaelic Umphies have discussed and we have decided that it would be pronounced like from the Gaelic Boleskin, which is like the area name. So Boleskin is like the closest I can get to that. So about the house as a whole, it's in Foyers in the Highlands of Scotland. If you don't know where Foyers is, it's about half an hour outside Inverness. Boleskin was actually originally established as a parish in the 13th century as a kirk and a graveyard, a kirk being a church combo um <laughs> and was used as such like all the way up to the jacobite rising um or the 45 rebellion for the for the throne the graveyard part of the the two would be known to like outlander fans as it's been used for filming for that tv show i'm not really a, a watcher of the show i just know that as a fact um i might watch it something that's filmed in five so yeah, and I, like I like the, a, I like a romantic novel moment. I might actually, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm honestly, I might, I might watch it. <laughs> I've been meaning to get around to it. My dad swears by it as a show. I've just never seen it. Your dad, um, <laughs> my dad, <laughs> my dad loves a rom com too. Like he's he's very that girl. Um, oh yeah, and the main like character guy from that, the actor. He lives, like, in a flat, like, below one of my friends. I will not disclose his location. I'm not doxing him on this, but, like... Jamie Fraser is the character name, right? It's not the name of the actual actor. I 
think so. I'm not it's really not an Scottish expert name. on men, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, know a lot about straight men, but anyway. Anyways. Um, Boleskine actually has like a creepy history from the get-go. So like um one of the ministers of the church actually claims to have needed to put reincarnated corpses back in the ground after like a necromancer had been a necromancer had been raising them yeah but like at the same time medical science hasn't always been what it is now so maybe these people just like weren't dead and this holy man was like yeah I mean, that, that, corpses. Was, that like, was kind of common was it no like they had yeah, to put, like, like bells and stuff bells. in coffins yeah fuck that not the vibe <laughs> uh, eventually though it's actually said that the church burned down the house boots during a service, killing everyone inside, but it wasn't until the 1760s that Boleskine Manor or Boleskine House was actually built as we know it today. It was originally commissioned by Colonel Archibald Fraser as a hunting lodge for him and his girlies with a tunnel that linked the manor to the graveyard, burying HS Roanoke Tees. So not only does the house look over the graveyard where several many Jacobite have been buried, but also looks over the one and only Scottish landmark that is Loch Ness, another centre of that is drenched in mythical lore of Scotland, but have we'll you know? Have you know heard the? Episode. Have you know heard the theory though that because so much weird shit happens, like in and around Loch Ness, that that it might be a portal to another dimension, like kind like in parts of America, like yeah. like Roswell, where like loads of weird shit happens, and not just aliens, but like like cryptids in the desert and stuff like that. It's a theory that it's because there's a portal open to another dimension, and folk think. Because you know, all the shit that happens at Boleskine uh, and Nessie, of course, um, that Slay. this whole area <laughs> is actually just an open portal to another dimension. I, I mean, I'll take, I'll, I'll go along with it. I'll take and it. I'll go along with yeah. it. <laughs> Are there not like loads of like caverns and caves and like sea caves like in Loch Ness? So like believable conspiracy theory confirmed, but. Saving that for the Loch Ness episode because that's definitely going to be something. That'll be like a hundredth episode special. The hundredth episode. <laughs> Look at us being optimistic that we'll get to a hundred episodes. <laughs> we have the to. fame might the fame might get to our heads and we'll have like an iconic like feud by then. But nightmares from the camera flash. <laughs> <laughs> My creepy wee truth. Um, <laughs> what happened behind the scenes? <laughs> Not clickbait. Yeah, so a lot has been going on there, and an interesting fact about Colonel Fraser is he's actually the son of the 11th Lord Lovett, Simon Fraser, aka the Fox, aka Sasha Fears, um, famous for playing both sides of the Jacobite Rebellion. Speaking of both sides, I love a good segue, speaking of both sides, playing both sides... I'm going to hand over to Rebecca to talk about King of the Power Bottoms, Alistair Crowley. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll take a wee break before I speak about Alistair Crowley. Okay, so Alistair Crowley was an English occultist, magician, poet, painter, novelist, mountaineer, and of course... 
the blueprint power bottom. He's also referred to as the most evil man in the world or the most wicked man in the world. But I actually didn't think he was any of these things. Well, I kind of, he was a magician and an occultist and stuff, but I just didn't go along with this stuff about him being evil. I think, yeah, I read, a, I was reading a Vanity Fair profile that they did on him in 1914. They said that a legend has been built up around his name. He is a myth. No other man has so many strange tales told of him. And I think this way that we perceive Crowley is exactly what he wants. <laughs> like, Ken, <laughs> Ken, like how Marlon Manson wants people to view him or how he did, but like kind of like yeah. that, that like rumor. Very, very disconnected. I like, uh, uh, like I'll just go along with the fact that everybody thinks I like removed my ribs to suck my dick, like, <laughs> <laughs> and like obviously he's not done that, but, but that is very edge lord Crowley behavior. Like he was not edge lord. He was the he was he was the blueprint. Christians like hear him and like refer like they think that he was like the antichrist that you find in the Book of Revelations. <laughs> I would, like, that's so camp. <laughs> yeah. I would like to interject, actually, quickly. We've discussed him being a power bottom, and I actually have some very interesting research I've done on the topic. Crowley, Crowley, however you want to say it, was it a Libra. And <laughs> I have done extensive research. I have done extensive research on this, and I'd like to go off here for a second. Thoughtcatalog.com states that Libras are people who remind you it's Libra season, and that seems very extra to me. Extra bottomy, that is. Moreover, we have a second source, a Tumblr user's um, list of positions for star signs states that Libras, and I quote, almost always bottom. <laughs> so I think that's pretty pretty concrete evidence that um, Alistair Crowley was destined to be who he was, you know? It was written in the stars. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally written in the stars. So <laughs> New Age orders and groups hold them like to the highest regard. He's the poster power bottom for most counterculture circles uh, and the otherworldly <laughs> reputation that he's built with his own myths or by doing like camp rituals or throwing sex parties, casting elaborate spells and writing raunchy poetry and novels. He's like everything that every like edge lord rock He is the moment. Be. I know, no, like honestly, on. good for him. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> so <laughs> this is where I kind of start to dispel these things that I've just said. So he was born in 1875 in Warwickshire, England, and an extremely religious family, and his grandfather owned a successful brewery, microbrewery moment. If any, um, okay, go if any small, if any small microbreweries want to team up and make an Alice or Crowley IPA, we are game. <laughs> <laughs> but um, aye, so he's, he's, it was his grandfather that owned this like really successful brewery, but his father was like massive devout Christian and didn't believe in spending any of the profits that the brewery made because it was like made in drunken sin. So his dad, instead of becoming like, instead of owning the brewery, was a pussy boy and he like started becoming an evangelical preacher. Not and he would like preach to his family and his wife and Crowley, like like preach at them all day long. They weren't allowed to like eat any more than they like was absolutely necessary. They weren't like allowed to have fun. They had to pray all the time. They had to like listen to him preaching all day all night. And honestly, like Me. if you could feel like Me Ken and like 
<laughs> but like kind of people that are like brought up in like really strict religious households I, I honestly didn't hate anything against people who are religious like that's really good that you've managed to find faith but like the really strict overzealous preaching like it just breeds the exact opposite of what you think is going to happen and I think Crowley's oh, a, really, sure, yeah. a really good example of this but <laughs> when he was younger he really looked up to his dad and he wanted to actually be a preacher just like him and to be fair like he does go on to be a preacher of sorts so you did, you did daddy yeah, proud, babe. <laughs> um, so, so instead of going outside to play, he would like shut his cell in and like read the Bible. I, to be honest, I don't think he was probably allowed to go outside and play. I think this was like his only option. But this resulted, um, resulted in him being bullied by other kids at his school. And I'm going to say it. Bullies build the world. <laughs> they, no, literally, I'm he that. said, I'm going to prove my haters wrong. And he Aye. made them eat. He and made them eat. And he made a massive impact, so... Jesse J, who's laughing now, tease, you know? <laughs> and when he was 11, he, he became, like, really, really, really sickly. And at that time, his father actually died. And then he was sent to live with his uncle in the countryside. Kind of like that old Sam, like, fresh country air will, like, heal you. But this was, like, the first time... It's true. This is the first time in the little Edward Crowley's life that he would be able to actually have fun. So he would go mountain climbing and he would run about in oh. fields and play and his uncle would take him to the pubs to drink underage. <laughs> and eventually, he would pay, eventually his uncle would actually pay for a sex worker so that Crowley could lose his virginity. Oh. How the <laughs> fuck does that... <laughs> kind of metal but like, I know, like bad to the bone <laughs> but once Crowley's illness had lessened and uh, he was like feeling better he eventually got sent back to Warwickshire to live with his mum again but at this point I think he's like he's not living anymore it must have been like a few years later or a couple of years later but like he's a teenager at this point and he's like full of angst and rebellion and he's obviously like had a massive taste for all the stuff that he hadn't been able to indulge in before because he's really strict religious family and he was absolutely pissed that all the things that he had enjoyed and that made people happy were by his family and by the church considered a sin and a massive sin at that so his mum was like massively shocked and upset about the change that her son had gone through and she's actually the first person to call him the beast like 666 which I think was really cool. Yeah, that's yeah, like mad street cred, I guess. Yeah, like you know? fire and brimstone. Like, <laughs> Thanks, mum. <laughs> Crowley then decided that if he was to be in league with the devil, he would and get to enjoy stuff. Then so be it. And yeah. then he started a life of true sin, so he says. And then to piss his mum off and welcome in his new life of sin, the first thing that he did was sleep with her maze in his mum's bed just to get a reaction. Uh- Teach their own, I guess. Sigmund Freud can't keep being correct about things. I cannot stress this enough. It's not okay. Like he never misses. Like Like, he could have just done it. He could have just done it on the couch or something. He didn't have to do it. There's nothing to be said about Dana in her bed. There's nothing to be said. But anyway, the maid's reputation was ruined and she could never work in Warwickshire again. Crowley actually stated that she was forced to become a sex worker herself and then became Jack Lerper's first victim. I think this, I think this is bullshit. <laughs> like I think that's Crowley just name dropping something like really creepy and scary in one of his books or in his letters because he did that. Crowley quite was a lot. the first old boy. Yeah, like it seems boy. like he's like making up shit as he goes along, but it, yeah. it really did work out for him. 
And he also like said that he knew Jack the Ripper personally. Aye. Folk, Folk also claimed that he was Jack the Ripper. Uh, I genuinely like he was like he's a posh boy. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't think he was like capable of that. No. Like I like I looked into some of the rituals and stuff because I was like, is this man genuinely evil? And like his rituals, are, we'll go on to speak about some of his rituals, but like none of them are like Anton Levey like sex parties no they're no, they're actually the same like even Anton LaVey didn't do anything like folk like make it that these people are sacrificing virgins and stuff like that but oh they're really doing he's like, literally being, just being depressed being sex being cool and being depressed anyway <laughs> <laughs> Crowley goes on to attend Cambridge University this is where he goes full bottom era he fell in love with his fellow student Herbert Pollitt who actually moonlighted as a drag queen in local bars as Diane de Rougier. Our die. Our die. Our princess die. <laughs> so then Crowley's bisexuality only further fueled his rejection at the church. After uni, Crowley inherited his family fortune, which had been obviously little spent due to his father's beliefs. He takes the money, he blows it on sex workers every single day, over the top clothes, robes, books on the occult. Honestly, like, I don't, I don't think he's the most wicked man that ever lived, but I definitely think he's one of the coolest. <laughs> like, he's one of the campest, for sure. Oh, oh, for sure. Aye, like, it wasn't he just like expensive suits and stuff that he bought and it was no like drink that he bought it was like the best wines the best spirits like the most cool colorful robes like he was actually like he went a bit dressed like a fucking wizard he's giving very like gsa like architecture students first time away from home sort of vibes like i'm getting very (laughs) that from him you can if you go to Glasgow, you will see <laughs> what we <laughs> at this point when he's buying all these occult books, his his fascination like really starts, uh, and he joins a group of aspiring wizards, which included Dracula author Bram Stoker. And before, like, I mean, that does seem really cool, and that's another that great that's a great name drop for him. But like, it, they were called the Order of the Golden Dawn. Which also sounds like something to Skyrim. Sounds like an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. No, it sounds like something to Skyrim or like Lord of the Rings, the Order of the Golden Dawn. Like it was honestly a group of big rich geeky guys, and good for them. <laughs> like honestly, good for them. By translating ancient texts, hieroglyphics, Jewish magic for the Kabbalah, they believed that they could perform real magic and communicate with angels and demons and know everything that there was to know about their own souls and other people's. I guess. Which makes yeah, me think that they, they were also, they, they were all kissing. <laughs> yeah, and were they also not all on like a lot of like LSD? No, weed, like no, <laughs> it was Al- like Crowley like was taking acid, eating mushrooms, like smoking hash and all this stuff. And Bram Stoker and that were like, oh, oh, we're not sure about that. Like he's maybe a bit too edgy for us. <laughs> Crowley actually believed that, that these practices were the beginning of a lifelong journey that would eventually lead him to be in touch with his own guardian angel and that he would be able to call upon demons and communicate with ancient gods. By ancient gods, he mainly he was mainly aiming for the Egyptian ones. Like Horus. You hear Horus. Okay, well that's like a good goal. Like as far as gods go, like that's pretty a pretty cool pantheon. Like Yeah. yeah. What what are the like big scary ancient gods? Like the big scary ones. Cthulhu? No, no, that's fictional baby. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> same kind of vibe though. He probably believed that he would be able to like 
heighten his ability to communicate with these gods and angels and demons and stuff because he was chatting on acid and eating mushies 24-7. We're obviously enhancing his spiritual experiences. Like, I'm not going to deny that. Like, it does make it a lot easier to experience stuff. But it was, like, much, as I say, to the displeasure of the rest of the aristocratic Golden Dawn. And then in 1899, when he was 24, good for him, by the way, he's 24 and he's buying a property on the shores of Loch Ness, honestly. So this is uh, this is dream. when, this is because it's a very remote property, especially at this time. Like, it would have been very remote. Like, there probably wasn't a lot going on on the banks of Loch Ness, I, I assume. No, they're still not to this very day. I can attest to it. I, like, driving up this way is, like, horrendous and I can like it's to preserve nature and like you know cut like straight lines through the highlands but oh my god it's like Hawaiian roller coaster ride up Loch Ness <laughs> um, so he buys Boliskin House and his sole mission in having this remote property is to perform a spell called the Abramelin Ceremony. This is an elaborate, time-consuming spell, the preparations of which take 18 months to complete. And then once the preparatory phase is complete, you basically, basically Crowley would get up every morning and like only eat a slice of bread. He was like intermittent fasting, like really terribly. <laughs> like He was like on, <laughs> on hunters of drugs was not drinking, was not eating properly, and definitely wasn't sleeping, and had spent 18 months preparing for the spell. Yeah, um, I claim to see God too if I was intermittent fasting and on acid. Like, we've yeah. all been there. Same, same girl. <laughs> he basically thinks that his guardian angel is going to appear, and then they will reveal magical secrets. And then once this is accomplished, the magician can then summon the dukes and kings of hell and bind them under his command. So, like, he can tell them to do whatever he wants. Which sounds, like, really, really cool. But yeah. Crowley got bored. Maybe we should just eat bread. Hot <laughs> girl summer. <laughs> Crowley had been preparing and performing the spell day in and day in order to commune with his guardian angel. And we no luck in growing really, really tired of these failures. Crowley left at the behest of his lover in Paris, his... his <laughs> His boyfriend in Paris, he, just, he boosted basically. He was like, nah, can up, fuck this. They had put like literal years of work into the spell and was like, nah, I need to go get my hole, I'm leaving. And okay, rumors. I have a lot of sympathy for him now. Like, he's I mean, being condemned for by like the press and everything for literally intermittent fasting and wanting his hole. Like, what are we gonna like condemn Nicole Kidman next? Like, <laughs> Is this going to end? Like... <laughs> Are we going to condemn me next? <laughs> but um, rumours began to spread in the local area that Crowley had left without finishing his spell properly, so he didn't like closed in the spell properly, which like left a uh, gate to hell, essentially, cursing the home and the land that rested on, which is up for dispute by us because the land was already fucked before he got there. I feel like you can't make it that much worse. Like a church burned down with everyone inside it already. Like I think it, it was, was like already pretty, there. it was pretty fucking tainted. Anyway, after the unfinished ceremony, Crowley leaves Boskin, never returns. I think the house like ends up becoming like really dilapidated. Um 
And then he would go on to spend time in Egypt, trying to commune with the Egyptian gods again. And then he would go on to move to Sicily and he would start a religion in Sicily. And basically he would just spend the, the like, he would like leave the Golden Dawn and make his own esoteric orders. He, he would, in 1920, he would establish the Abbey of Thelema, a religious commune in Sicily where he lived with various followers. Sounds... It sounds like a sex cult. It is a sex cult. Getting very much Harley Manson vibes for this. (laughs) I think I've I've seen this (laughs) film before. (laughs) Um, He lived with loads of men and women and his libertine lifestyle led to denunciations in the British press and the Italian government eventually evicted him in 1923. He divided the fall into decades between France, Germany and England and continued to promote his religion, Thelma, until his death. So, was he the most evil man on earth? No. But you'll still see him come up in tabloid articles, like in, especially in like rags and the uk like the sun and stuff will definitely yeah. still speak about him and i'm, I'm assuming that it's I the mean, same. i'm assuming that it's the same in america as well but like it is genuinely the whole reputation that he's had is because one he didn't like the church and two he was a bit free that <laughs> I, I genuinely do believe that that is where most of the hate comes for the fact that like people were jealous he's of the fact he's a that, I, they were jealous of the fact that he was doing everything that they wanted today but couldn't because they were so tied up in the church i think he's fucking cool i don't think he's evil but i think he want i, I think he minded like like any of like the reputations that that like come up like any of the slander that came up and still get said about yeah. him. like i think it's what he wanted like it was by design yeah like, he was like i don't care like I yeah it was like care. Performance art. He's very Trisha Paytas vibes, like Aye. all price is good price sort of thing. But like, <laughs> like he didn't, like at the end of the day, he just wanted to dress up, cast spells, have fun, and bottom, and like, yeah, he, he never he, really who, did who are anything we wrong. To judge? <laughs> but we, yeah, the life I live, the life I live. Okay, Liam, you want to tell us about Jimmy Page? I do. Certified I do. nonce. <laughs> Certified nonce. Um, Led Zeppelin guitarist. So in 1972, Jimmy Page, who loves like occult, like lore and artifacts and stuff, like real collector of it. Like, if that wasn't a red flag, like what is, you know? Um, he knew he was so aware that like Crowley's house was supposed to be haunted by demons and that, and he bought it anyway, but. While he was busy on tour, he got his friend. His friend was named Malcolm Dent, I believe. And he got him to, like, see over the house as, like, a caretaker. Um, and Dent, like, went into this being, like, a skeptic of, of the paranormal and everything, wasn't a real believer or anything. But, like, literally as soon as he got there, he started to, like, experience, like, strange occurrences. And he started hearing, White like... person buying a scary house stereotype in the horror. <laughs> that nothing could go wrong in this shithole. <laughs> <laughs> very that, very that, like... I d- literally like why do people still do it like do you not have any self-preservation instinct um, like i'm not sure who's more stupid like his friend who's like oh no i don't really believe in ghosts i'm just gonna go look after this severely haunted house on a site of where a church burned down okay good life choices <laughs> i guess um, but yeah play like, stupid we- games win stupid prizes he's gonna win some <laughs> stupid prizes <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah um weeks after weeks after dent started living at the house he started hearing like noises in the hallway at night time and as soon as he would like go out into the hall they'd stop and then there was like one night he said was like the scariest night of his life like he was in his room and he heard like animal noises almost at his door like the whole like i'm beaming you know <laughs> i'm <laughs> like, human let me in <laughs> um after after researching this though he came to the decision that like so like something i maybe should have mentioned earlier um Belethkin is also just down the hill from like Ergi, which is like the like very center of the highlands the highlands being a very mystical and like fucked up place i guess like spiritually mm-hmm. um mm-hmm very haunted very cursed fairies giants the lot but we'll ethnic cleansing all the rest <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs> so the church the kirk would have been the um the closest consecrated ground to Erigi, like where all the like the spiritual energy would converge in the middle you know so even though like lord love it as i discussed earlier even though he was like executed like in London for, like, his crimes during, like, the Jacobite Rebellion. Well, his crimes, quote-unquote, like, wanting Scotland's land back, I guess that's a crime. Uh, yeah. Who knows this one? Um, <laughs> he was right. Not the count. He was right. Um, anyway, yeah, so um, Dent decided that he believes that um, it was likely Lord Lovett's head rolling down the floor, he heard, and possibly, like, one of the demons... Crowley let loose that was like the the pig bottom noises at his door he never saw anything and despite all of the experiences that he had he still thought you know it would be a good idea if I moved my wife and kids to stay in this house with me Oh my god, like literally these horror <laughs> film stereotypes are fucking this bullshit what the fuck <laughs> Like, I feel like Insidious is less... I was literally just thinking Insidious. And more a cautionary tale. Like, just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't move to a house in a remote area if it's built out of wood and not staying in it. We are buying new builds in this house. That's (laughs) a lie. I stay in a new build and it's been haunted. Depends who you are. (laughs) I literally lived in Merchant City in, like, an old building, but, like... Although, do you remember my ghost? Do you remember the stories of my ghost? I named him Henry, but um, <laughs> he was a king. Story for another he was day. A king. <laughs> he was been, like rolling around on the floor and like making pig noises and banging no, on just, the doors. He liked to watch. He was a bit free, <laughs> but yeah, he was nice. Any other fun facts about Bullskin before we move on? The hauntings, anyway. Um, well, another fun fact: Have you ever been? No, I actually haven't been. I've been the time that I spent Macy mapping in the Highlands, it was already burnt down. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> As a Highland girly, I've been. One of my friends did like a Ouija board there, and I was like, Fuck okay, that was. I mean, Ouija board is like parlor games. Yeah, I, I know, but, but it's like, still like asking for don't trouble. Don't tell fate like that. Nothing been, but trouble. Yeah, no. I'm pretty sure there were rumours that, like, two of the, like, popular girlies in my year... When I say girlies, I mean, like, a heterosexual couple. Um, <laughs> they apparently, like, 
had sex there, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to name their names, but like, that's hot. Your womb is haunted. Oh, definitely. Your womb is haunted. Definitely, but it's hot though. Like, that's going to be the Antichrist when you give birth, but. It's going to be the wickedest man alive. (laughs) By that, we mean a homosexual. (laughs) That is what they meant by that. But as I've lit on in 2015 and in 2019, the house actually suffered serious fire damage. So most of the restoration efforts that Page and Dent had done were lost. I think um, Jimmy Page actually wanted the he like seen murals in um, the abbey that Crowley had built in Sicily. So he he like copied that artwork and put it on the walls in Bolskin House, um, and then. Obviously, this was all lost during the fire, but in 2019, the Boskin House Foundation took over ownership of the estate and they are currently restoring the house. And if you Google that uh, foundation, you can actually donate because it's, I think it's privately funded. I think think it's literally a charity. And I think it's like a bunch of like occult and gothy people that might be renovating it, but they they oh, can email yeah. me did, about that because <laughs> I'm not did sure. Did they not? Is. Did they not literally have to like put out a like PSA like Satanists, please don't like um, I... disrupt the rebuild of this house, like Satanists, please no fires this time. <laughs> Y'all need to I mean, cut down water rituals. <laughs> I mean, things happen in threes, and it's like burned down twice now. This no, I burned down three times now. That church. Wait, what? The yeah, the church, and then one burned. It burned down. It burned down twice since the church. Yeah, there was a fire in 2015, and then a fire, the big fire in 2019. Go off, Queen. So hopefully that's it. But like, if if it is cursed, like they say, then it'll all be for naught. Life's <laughs> well, a shit, and then you die. Um, yeah. So that's us. I'm actually going to cite my sources. Um, I used Wikipedia, of course. <laughs> Uh, and then I actually used the book of Abram Ellen the Mage. Um, that didn't have an offer. Do What Thou Wilt, A Life of Alistair Crowley. That Vanity Fair article for 1915 and The Wickedest Man in the World, a BBC documentary. Did you use any sources, Liam, or was it just Wikipedia? I mean, I used a, I used a few sources, but I didn't know we were doing this kind of like uh, intellectual girly podcast. So my word to everyone is take my word for it. And also all of the like... Um, I believe her. <laughs> All of the astro <laughs> believe women. Um, all of the astrology stuff was like from like Tumblr pages and that. So like, if you go on Tumblr and then type in something like um, sex positions um, astrology, it will tell you like it's usually like Capricorns are tops, and like I know that, so it's probably true. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you're interested in that, I really recommend them. They're quite fun. Um, really, really interesting though. So yeah. And you can follow us on Instagram at the Creepy Wee Podcast, Twitter at the Creepy Wee Pod, and I subscribe to us, like, review, rate. That would help. And if you're ever in Dunfermline, uh, your namesake is actually a pub. It's called the Creepy Wee Pub, and you can find it across from Dunfermline Abbey. So two birds, one stain. Get in there. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.